You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast with me, Adam Chatterley. I'm your host here on the show, and I'm on a mission to help the independent businesses in the health, wellness, and beauty industry to reach their business goals through my simple, practical, and focused business advice and information. We're really all about the the kind of the foundations here of building an incredible, rewarding, profitable, but above all, stress-free beauty business. I want to help you make more money, have more time, and really get back to enjoying what you do. As I said last week, the loose theme for season four is all about getting back to basics. I'm calling it the tough love season here, and I'm going to be highlighting those things that you really should be doing in your business, because if you're not, you could be leaving money and opportunities on the table, or worse, you might actually be sabotaging your own business and your success. Now, I really want the episodes in this season to not only be valuable, like I normally aim for them to be, but also to be practical. And where possible, I want to send you away from each episode with a new understanding of the topic and a practical list of things to do to help you embrace the subject and to take action. So I might be giving you a little bit of homework to take away. So what's on the menu this week? Well, independent businesses in our industry have lived and died by word of mouth promotion for years, more than most industries, I would say. Now, the recommendation from a friend to bring you a new client or a referral from another business or a hairstylist or a gym or a yoga studio or people actually seeing the evidence of your work, be it someone's beautiful nails, incredible glowing skin or a makeover that you've done for one of your clients. Now, this has always been a strength and a weakness. It's a strength if you're lucky enough to have clients that do refer others to you, a strength if you've put the effort into having those great working relationships with other local businesses and obviously a strength if you're amazing at whatever it is that you do. But it can be a weakness because if you're not generating reviews, not generating referrals and local business partnerships, then the life of you as a salon owner is going to be a hard one and quite a lonely one too because those clients that you need so much are more likely going to go somewhere else. And there's no doubt about it, the pace of life is much quicker these days. Physical communication has been invaded and substituted by social media and text messages and emails and Snapchat and WhatsApp and all these different things. So where do people look now, today, for recommendations for everything from shops to restaurants to hair salons to where to get their car fixed? We don't really wait around for a friend to just happen to make a recommendation. We go out looking for them. And where do we look? Well, the internet. Naturally, but what specifically do people look for these days? Well, one easy way is to ask your kind of friend contact network on Facebook to give you a recommendation. And you've probably noticed these kind of things popping up on Facebook, these recommendations or asking for a recommendation. And this is becoming a popular way for people to ask this question. But it turns out that it's actually quite specific to a certain age range, a certain age bracket of people, apparently between 20 and 26-year-old age range are kind of embracing this topic. But if social media recommendations are focused to such a specific age group, then where does everyone else go for this information? Where do the, the vast majority of people go? Well, if you think about it, have you recently booked a meal in, say, a new restaurant that you wanted to check out or a restaurant in a town or city that maybe you're not familiar with? Maybe you were on holiday or you were away for business or something. Um, have you chosen a film to download recently? Have you uh, bought anything on Amazon? How did you decide which film to download or, or which 
blender or food processor or video or TV or whatever it was that you bought on Amazon, how did you decide which one to go for over all the other choices that are available? Well, the answer is ratings and reviews. Now, it said that money may make the world go round, but reviews are quickly deciding exactly where that money gets spent. Now, I'm not sure that it's just me that checks out star ratings and reviews of pretty much everything before I buy it. Now, as an example, if you know me, then you'll know that I love watching movies. Well, I used to. No, I still do, but I'm a dad now. So just like all parents out there, I just don't get that many opportunities to watch a whole movie, one that I want to watch that doesn't have ice palaces or gruffalos or characters spontaneously bursting into song in it. All right, fair enough. I did enjoy The Greatest Showman. But if I get the chance to watch a whole movie all to myself, then I want to make sure it's going to be a good one. Now, the great news for all of us consumers is that it's now incredibly easy to get reviews and recommendations from a number of sources online. If it's a restaurant that I want to check out, I go to TripAdvisor and I check out the dots or the blobs or whatever they're called on TripAdvisor. If it's pretty much anything electrical, I check out the star ratings on Amazon.com. If it's that movie night that I get all to myself, I go to IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes to help me out. So what does all this have to do with you? And more importantly, your business? Well, firstly, your potential clients are checking out your reviews, whether you like it or not. And if you're sitting there thinking, I don't think I have any reviews, then they're checking that out too and going to the salons and the spas and the clinics that do have the reviews. And secondly, if you listen to last week's episode of the show, you'll also know that search engines, and by search engines, I mean Google and virtual assistants, they're all getting in on this reviews and recommendations action too by using online reviews that real people leave as a factor in whether or not to include any business in a local listing search and then where to rank that business within the search. So good reviews are definitely a good thing. Even bad reviews can be a good thing if it highlights something about your service that needs some attention or maybe it needs some improvement, not only for you as a business owner to ensure that you're offering an incredible service the best that you can, but especially if you can address that issue online publicly on the review site with the person who made that poor review and turn them into a happy client. Nothing in the world gets people to love your brand and love your business more than how you deal with unhappy customers or complaints or clients that maybe haven't had the ideal experience if you do so in a way that not only addresses their problem, but shows that you truly care. That's huge. That's like marketing gold. But yeah, on the whole, you want to be getting more good reviews than you do bad, you know, generally speaking. Now, you certainly want to be getting reviews full stop and you want to be getting them regularly, legitimately and ideally automatically. And that is exactly what I'm going to help you with for the rest of today's episode. So how exactly do you go about getting more reviews for your business? Well, as you know, I like nothing more than a strategy, something involving psychology and testing and analyzing and numbers and tweaking and improving. But sometimes it's best just to keep things simple. And over time, working with my clients, the best way I found to get more reviews is just to ask for them. Now, you can do this at the point that a client has had a treatment or a service. Think about it. They're stood at your reception desk you're having a chat, you've checked that they're happy, that they've enjoyed their visit, you've taken their payment, and you can ask them to leave a review. 
you can make it a suggestion on your next appointment cards or on the receipt that you print out to give them for the transaction that they've just paid for. Now, you've probably noticed in supermarkets and large chain restaurants and actually in large chain shops as well that more and more of them are offering you some sort of reward, some sort of bonus or discount or something like that um, for taking their online surveys or giving them feedback. And it's usually via a link that you can find at the bottom of their receipt. Now, the shop assistant or the waiter may even have kind of circled it in pen and highlighted it on your receipt so that you really can't miss it. Well, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You won't be surprised to learn that if you've ever done one of those surveys, if you've ever actually followed that link, it will ultimately lead to the business getting feedback and or asking you to leave a rating or a review somewhere or other online. Now, if you want a really, really close to home example, take this very podcast that you're listening to right now. Now, I am nowhere near the biggest indie business podcast out there on iTunes, but I do have way more reviews, way more ratings than podcasts with 10 times the audience that I have. Why? Because at the end of each episode, I politely, hopefully, ask you to leave me a rating, which takes about 15 seconds, or if you have a whole minute to spare, to write me a really quick review. Now, I don't do this for vanity. I do this for three very specific reasons. Now, firstly, while I have absolutely no concrete proof of this at all, I believe that just like any business on Google, my podcast on iTunes or on other podcast directories is going to be listed higher up the rankings if I have more consistent, high quality ratings and reviews from people that actually listen to the show. Now, surely if people are giving me higher reviews and listening to the show, that means it's a good podcast that people want to hear. And therefore, whatever application people are searching in would want to offer it up as an option higher up than those without such great reviews. Now, secondly, if someone is searching for a beauty or spa business podcast to listen to, then I'd imagine that they would check out the reviews and ratings, at least as a, a quick factor in their decision making about which one to listen to. Now, this is something that's backed up by the recent changes that Apple has made to its podcast app. If you are an Apple user on your phone and you look at your podcast application, it now gives the average rating in great big numbers, like half the screen, at the top of each podcast page on there. Thanks, Apple. And thirdly, if people leave me a review along with their rating, it allows them to give me feedback. Now, I genuinely want to create the very best podcast information source for anyone running their own beauty salon, skincare clinic, spa or hair salon. And by giving people the opportunity to suggest changes, to suggest improvements, even request a topic for me to cover, it means I can directly listen to my audience, you guys, my clients, if you will, and improve my overall offering and service. Now, back to your clients, though. Putting a reviews link on your receipts, on your next appointment cards, on your price lists, on everything that you give out is a great start. But this still involves effort on the part of your client, and it requires them remembering to actually do it. Now, they're most likely going to leave your premises. They're going to get in their car or catch the train. They're going to go home or back to work. They're going to lose the receipt and immediately forget that they said they'd leave you a review. If you're honest, come on, we've all done it before. So you need to make it as easy as possible by sending them an appointment follow-up email or a text message or something with an easily clickable link to your preferred review site. Basically, a reminder and a simplified way to give feedback all in one. Now, I always recommend that you send out follow-up emails anyway to clients as it massively increases your connection with them and it improves their rebooking rate and it improves retention. But why not also include a link to leave your review? Now, that way, all they have to do when they read the email is to click on the link, which will take them straight to the page that you want them to go to. 
They can leave you a really, really quick rating with one tap, just the stars or whatever it is, or they can write you a few words and that's it. Even with writing a quick review, it takes all of 60 seconds, maximum a couple of minutes and the smallest amount of work on their part. Now, this might seem like a really small thing, but if you think about it, it reduces all the effort for them. It gives them a really easy way to just click on a link. It stops them having to remember to do it because hopefully it will pop up on their phone and they'll just think, hey, I'll do that right away. And it usually increases your reviews between five to 10 times. It really does. So the next question is, where do you send them to? Where do you send them to for your reviews? Well, the chances are that you've got a preferred place already where your ideal clients are more likely to search for reviews for your type of business. Now, if you don't already know this, then it is worth checking this out. You can do this by simply surveying your existing clients about where they would look for reviews for local businesses of your type. Now, you can even be sneaky and drop a massive hint in there while you're asking them that they might like to hop on there and leave you a quick review if they haven't already done so already. And, you know, boost your reviews even further. Now, like I mentioned earlier, I have a preferred website that I look for if I'm looking for restaurant reviews. I've got one that I go to for electrical goods and a different one that I go to for movies. So keep this in mind when you're asking or surveying your clients as it is. If you're getting new clients through your doors, make sure that you ask them how or where they came across you if they looked online as well. Now, depending on where you are in the world, what your speciality is, and any number of other things, you might have a local specialist listing site with reviews that is more important for you, or you may simply rely on the big boys like Google and Facebook. But do make sure that you're focusing on the site that already gets you clients or the one most likely to get you new clients in the future. However, If you're not sure, in general, you can't go wrong with Google reviews and Facebook reviews. They are trusted, public, difficult to fake. They appear at the top of search results and pretty much universally available because most people have a Facebook account or a Google login already. So to leave you a review, there's no need to kind of register their details on yet another website, which would certainly put a lot of people off. Now, the problem is, though, that weirdly, neither Google nor Facebook the two main places that people are going to look at reviews for our industry, they don't exactly make it all that easy for you to simply send people a link to your reviews page. It's like they almost want to make it difficult for people to leave your review. Sort of like they really must, must want to leave your review so they're willing to go through the trial of finding how to get to your reviews page. But fear not, there is a way to make this much easier. Now, it's much easier to show you how to find your review links for both Facebook and Google. But this being a podcast, I'm going to explain the process now so that you get an idea of what's involved. And then you can listen again later while hopefully you're sat at your computer or your iPad. I wouldn't recommend trying to do this on your phone. It's a bit fiddly. And you can actually go through the steps with me. Now, in addition, I've recorded you a short video, literally just showing you exactly what to do, the exact steps to take. I'll show you doing it for a client of mine um, if you're more of a visual person. And you can find that video on the show notes pages, which are at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 40. Or you can find it by clicking on the link in the episode summary on your phone if you're listening on your phone, that is. Okay, so here goes. First of all, we're going to do Google which is the fiddly one. So we'll start with that one. So first of all, bring yourself up a Google search page and search for your own business. So I'm going to use a client of mine called Elements Medispa. I'm just going to type in Elements Medispa. There it is. So I'm going to click on that as a search in Google. Now, what should happen if you are registered properly with Google My Business is you'll get a search page. Uh, By the way, it's 
Better to do this on a desktop to set this up because it will work much easier. I wouldn't recommend doing it on a phone. Um, so you should get a search page and down the right hand side of the page, it should hopefully have your business as it's set up on Google My Business. Now, if you just scroll down, you should see on there the reviews section. There it is. And you can click on write a review. And if you do that, the little reviews box will come up in the middle of the screen. If you haven't yet signed into Google, you'll get a sign in option, but you just go through that. Now, what you can do on here is you can simply, with that box on the screen, go up to the um, title bar or the address bar where you would normally put the um, URL and just right click and copy that whole URL and use that, send that out in your email to your clients. And if your clients click on that, it should take them to the reviews page. But that actually only works properly if your clients are using Google Chrome as a web browser and not everyone does. A lot of people use Internet Explorer. A lot of people use Safari if they're on a Mac. So that's not always going to work. So there is a workaround for this. Now, what you need to do is on Google this time, you need to search for, I'm going to get this right, search for Google Place ID Finder. Okay, search for that. That'll bring you up a search page. And right at the very top, it should have the Google Place ID Finder. There are links for this all on the show notes pages. So you can just click on them if you don't want to be doing the searches, but you can do it this way as well. So click on the Google Place ID Finder. That will bring you up a page with kind of a map in the middle of it. Now, in that map at the top, there's a thing that says enter location. So again, you want to type the name of your business. Now, this isn't quite as clever at searching, so you might need to type a little bit more. So I'm going to type in elements, Medi, Spa. And there's a couple of them, so I have to put Doncaster, which is where it is. And eventually, you should get in the little search bar options below it, you should get your business. So click on that. Now that will actually take you on the map to your business and show you exactly where it is. But it'll have a little pin in there, but above the pin, it will have a little kind of call out box and it will have the name of your business and then it will have place ID written underneath it. What you wanna do is you wanna copy that place ID. So just hover your mouse over it and copy just the place ID. So just on the top line and then do whatever you do to copy it. So right click and copy is probably the easiest way. Now, then what you need to do, you need to grab a link that, again, I've put on the show notes page, or I'll read it out to you now. It is https colon forward slash forward slash search dot google dot com forward slash local forward slash right review question mark place ID equals. And then you need to insert after that equals, you need to insert the line that you just copied from your business on the Google Place ID Finder. I know that doesn't make a lot of sense when I'm saying it, but if you're sat actually looking at it on a screen while I'm talking you through it, that will make a lot more sense. So basically you wanna put that link, that search.google.com forward slash local forward slash write review question mark place ID equals, and then put your business's place ID after it. And once you've got that, that's the link you wanna put into your uh, email or text message to your client following an appointment. And if you use that as your link, it doesn't matter what browser you're using, that will take you immediately, sorry, it will take your client immediately to your reviews page on Google. So it won't even take them to your page. It will just literally bring up, bring up the Google review box on their screen. So there's literally as few clicks as possible for them to have to do it. So they click on the link, it will take them straight to the review box. They just can, if they want to, just click on whichever star rating they want to give you. There's a little box on there as well for them to type the review in as well if they want to. It takes seconds, it's brilliant. 
Okay, so that's how to do it for Google. So let me next show you for Facebook. So this time we just go to your Facebook page. Now remember, you can only leave reviews for a Facebook page. You can't do it for a group. You can't do it for an individual. Um, so it has to be for your Facebook business page. So you go to your business page. Sorry, I'm just waiting for mine to load. And first thing you need to do is make sure that you've got reviews turned on. It usually is, but it's worth just double checking this. So you need to go on your business page, go to settings, and then down the left-hand side of the page, go to edit page, which on mine has disappeared. Uh, oh, there it is, edit page. And then on edit page, go to reviews. Now, it will have a little slider bar on there. Just make sure reviews is actually turned on. Like I said, it probably is, but it's worth just double checking. Okay, brilliant. Okay, go back to your page now. Go back to page. And then if you scroll down the page a little bit on the right-hand side somewhere or however you've set it up, you should see the reviews for your page. Now, if you do that, then it will have a little option there to say, leave a review. Okay, so the tricky bit with Facebook, the reason Facebook's a bit tricky is you can't actually leave a review for your own business page. So it's really difficult to get to the reviews bit that you need to get to if you're logged in as yourself. So there's two things you can do. You can either log out of Facebook is one thing, or you can use a different web browser that you maybe don't use all the time, which shouldn't automatically be logged into Facebook. And you can do a search for your page on there. Or if you want, you can just get a friend to do this for you if uh, that's easier for you. Anyway, all you need to do is you need to go to leave a review. That will bring up the Facebook review page. Then for this one, you can just grab the URL that's in the address bar at the top of your page. So where you'd normally type in a, a kind of web address, go up there, highlight that whole thing, right click on it, copy that. And that's the link you should use in your follow-up email or text message to your clients after their appointments if you want them to leave reviews on Facebook. Okay, I hope that made sense. I wasn't expecting you to remember all this and then go and do it. Um, it's probably easier if you check out the video that is on the show notes pages, but I just wanted to kind of quickly add that in here in the podcast just to show you that it's not overly onerous, but there is a couple of stages just to go through to get it right. So that's how to do it. Now, like I said, both Google and Facebook make it a little bit fiddly, but now you know how to do it. So you could start hauling in those ratings and reviews and then simply add these to your appointment follow-up emails or text messages and start to watch your rating currency rocket. Now, if that wasn't totally clear, head to the show notes page where I've put that video for you and I even show you exactly what happens when the link is clicked, both on a computer and on a phone too, so you can see just how easy it would be for your clients to leave you that rating or review. Now, I'm not done yet either because asking people for reviews is certainly the best place to start. Sending them a reminder email or text message and giving them a link to where you want them to leave that review is great because, like I said, it makes them super easy for them. But if you ask everyone for their opinion and you make it this easy for people to voice that opinion online, then the chances are that some people may not have had a totally positive experience. And it's not always going to be down to you or the service that you offer. A client might be having a bad day, running late through no fault of their own. You may then have had to shorten their treatment or charge them a late arrival fee, which probably won't have gone down well. Then maybe they got a parking ticket on their way back because they were in a hurry and they forgot to put the right money in the parking meter and so on and so on. All of this is going to add up in the client's mind to a negative experience 
because of their visit to your salon or spa, no matter how good your service was. Now, they may be wound up and suddenly they receive an email from you asking for a review with an easy link to click on. Now, apparently, people are about 12 times more likely to be motivated by a negative experience to leave a public review, a negative one, obviously, than someone that has had a positive experience would be to take the time to leave a positive review. So you're going to have to accept that this method is going to potentially bring you some reviews that maybe you'd rather not have on your preferred reviews page. But what if there was a way to get the feedback from your clients before they make it onto the World Wide Web so that you could learn from a negative experience that a client has had and deal with it or get some constructive feedback or suggestions without it going public. And then what if you could nudge those four and five star reviews to your preferred public review site, as I've already shown you, to add that all important social proof about your salon? And what if you could not only do this, but have it all happen automatically? Witchcraft, right? Well, actually not. I've actually built this solution for a client of mine, and I'm going to tell you exactly how it's done. But before I reveal that, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor for today's episode. Now, if you're like most independent salon or spa owners, you're going to use your personal mobile phone for work. Or worse, you'll have to carry around two phones with you all the time, one for work and one for personal use. Now, let's say you get a call outside of your working hours and you're not sure if it's an important business call or it's just some random caller trying to sell you something. Well, if any of these scenarios sound familiar to you, then how about if you could have a personal phone number and a work phone number on the same phone? So you could easily differentiate between a business call and a personal call. Well, that is exactly what Sideline does. It gives you a second number on your existing phone. Sideline makes it easy to separate your work and your personal calls, to switch off when you're away from work, but still be able to leave your phone turned on so your friends can get hold of you. You can keep your personal number private and set up automatic text messages to respond for you when you're busy. You can even team up and share responsibility for a phone number with other members of your team. Now, Sideline isn't just calls either. You can text, you can call, you can pitch a message, everything, giving you all the benefit of a second phone, but at the fraction of the cost and none of the hassle of carrying two phones around. Best of all, right now, listeners of the Beauty Business Podcast can download Sideline for iPhone and Android for a free seven-day trial. Just go to sideline.com forward slash trial for more information. I highly encourage you to go and check it out. Right. So how about it then? Getting more of those four and five star reviews automatically and being able to filter out those slightly more negative reviews, but still learn from them and deal with them before they go public. Now, this one, you really are going to have to see for yourself to really understand exactly how it works. So what I've done is I've created a fully working demo using a different client of mine. Now, this is a real life spa, though, so you can see how it works for yourself as if you were a client that had recently visited this spa, which is based in Covent Garden in London. Now, to check this out for yourself, to experience the magic, just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash review bot or click the link in the episode summary on whatever device you're listening on. And there's a handy link on the show notes pages, too. Now, if you don't know what a Facebook Messenger bot is, then where have you been? These are becoming much more popular these days since I was talking about them back at the beginning of season three of the podcast. Now, if you want to know more about that, just check out episode 24 and I'll give you the full lowdown on exactly what Facebook Messenger bots are. But essentially, this is a semi-intelligent automated conversation that you can have with your clients on Facebook Messenger 
a little bit like your email out of office responder, but way cleverer. You can set it up in advance, customize it all you want, and you don't actually have to do anything for it to be working for you 24 hours a day. Now, I really do encourage you to go and check out the review bot yourself to see exactly what it looks like, exactly how it works. But to give you a quick summary of what happens, here goes. So in your follow-up email or text message you send out to your clients following their treatment or service, rather than using the link that goes straight to your review site of choice, instead, you send them the link to your Facebook Messenger bot. Now, this is a very simple conversation where your bot, and I'm using inverted commas here, but you can't see me, it thanks the user for their visit and it gives them a simple one-tap way of giving you a rating from one to five stars, exactly like you'd see on a review site. So they simply just tap on whichever one of the stars that they want to give you, one to five. Now, if your client clicks on four or five stars, then your bot comes back to them and says, hey, that's great, or whatever you want it to say. And then it asks if they wouldn't mind leaving you a review on your Facebook or Google or TripAdvisor or wherever you've decided you want your reviews to be. And then it gives them that handy link that they need to just click on and give you a review, just like I showed you a few minutes ago. They can then click on that, go on there, give you a quick rating if they want to and type a few words to give you a review. So nothing too different there to what we've already been talking about in this episode. However, the clever bit comes if they give you a one, a two, or a three-star rating in the Messenger bot. Now, if this happens, the response is different. It might be something like, sorry, we didn't rate a higher score and we've missed your expectations. Please, could you tell us a bit more and help us to improve our service? So what this is doing is it's asking your clients for their feedback, which will stay within Messenger and only come back to you. So only you'll see it. Now, if it's a legitimate issue, then you can pick up the thread in person yourself and see if there is something that you need to do to rectify a problem or a poor experience that someone's had. Now, these are great opportunities to blow people away with your customer service and along the way, grab yourself a customer for life. But the key is that we've kept the lower ratings away from the public sites, which could negatively affect your business while still gaining the useful feedback to improve your offering. It's so simple. I hope it sounds simple. I hope it makes sense. I really do encourage you to go and check it out and see just how well it works. And it's really not that hard to put in place for yourself either. So do check out the links in the episode summary, which you should be able to find by tapping on the podcast logo on your iPhone or Android device, or just go to the show notes page where you'll find all the links that you need. Those show notes can be found at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 40. Now, if you do check out the reviews bot and you like what you see and you want to put it in place for yourself, then within the bot itself, it actually gives you the option to find out how you can create your own bot and have it running on your own system for you doing exactly what I show you within the bot. So go and check it out. That's the way that you'll actually find out how you can put this into place for yourself. Now, I wouldn't be practicing what I preach if I didn't do what I'm telling you to do. So you'll also find a link for my own Facebook reviews page on the show notes page. And if you like this episode or just the podcast in general, then click on the link and leave me a review. I hope I've really made you think about reviews today and how important they are for your business. But I also hope I've given you some actionable steps to enable you to get more reviews more frequently and ensure you get feedback whilst improving your overall rating average. Now, remember that reviews not only bring you more clients, but help you improve your service and your offering, which can bring you not only more money, but the business that you dream of and the clients that you want, which is exactly what we're all about on this show. 
Now, at this point in the show, I do usually ask if you've enjoyed the show or taken anything specific away from it to head over to iTunes and leave me a rating or a review. But as I've already asked you to kindly leave me a review on Facebook this time, we'll leave it at that. But let's actually have a quick look at the Facebook reviews that I've already got. And I'll tell you what, let's read the latest one to see what that one is. Hope it's a good one. Okay. Jasmine Lee says... I've been searching for advice like this for years. I am so unbelievably thankful for this wonderful podcast. I cannot wait to listen to more and continue to learn and grow. I run a small family-owned spa and skin center in the USA and I'm working with family. I don't always have an outside source to ask for advice. Thank you so much. Phew. Thank goodness it was a good one. Now that could have been embarrassing. Um, Thank you, Jasmine, for the kind words. I'm extremely happy that you're enjoying and learning from the show. And thanks again for your review. Okay, that's it for this week's episode. Don't forget all the goodies you can find on this week's show notes page, including the video of exactly how to grab your magic links for Google reviews and Facebook reviews pages, as well as a chance to check out my amazing reviews messenger bot and how you can set it up yourself. I'm really, really quite proud of this, so do go check it out. You can find all that at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 40. Now on the show next week, I'm going to be continuing with the keeping it real back to basics topics and looking at the subject of late arrivals, late cancellations, and worst of all, no shows. I'm going to be showing you how to not only minimize them, but how to pretty much eliminate them from your business and how to handle them if and when they do happen. Sound good? Well, I'm going to be speaking to you again next week, or if you're listening in the future, then you can just check out the next episode, which should be episode 41. Either way, Hope to speak to you again very soon. Have a great week. Bye for now.